0: Testing one, two. Can you guys hear me? (laughs) Good evening, City Hope Church. It's good to see everyone in the house of the Lord this evening. Uh, My name is Kimberly, for those of you who don't know me, and I serve here um, on the band. And um, I just want to tell you guys a story before I start. Does anyone remember that chicken licking advert? It aired like years ago, I think it may have been like 13 years ago, but like chicken licking adverts are always so iconic. So I'm sure someone in this room remembers this one, right? But in the advert, there's this like little orange monkey. Uh, James did actually correct me, to an orangutan. Um, so I might hop between the two, you know, little orange monkey orangutan, you got me, right? So this little um, orangutan just appears on this guy's shoulder. Um, And at first, you know, it's not really causing any trouble. It's kind of cute. It's not doing anything until it starts growing. And as it grows, it's becoming more annoying. It's irritating him. It's just doing the most. And he's trying to do his work. He can't do his work properly. This thing is going crazy. He's looking at his colleagues. They're kind of looking at him. You know that awkward little smile? Hmm, Like, I can see what's happening. It's just a mess. He decides to grab his keys. He jumps on his scooter. But by the time he gets on his scooter, this thing has grown like three times already. And he's trying to ride his scooter. This thing is like blocking his face. Yeah, there it is. You see how old this advert is, guys? When I tried to take a screenshot, the highest it would go, the quality was like 240p. So you know how old this advert is. But it's, it's, a, it's a classic. But he, he hops on his scooter. He's driving. You know, there's havoc on the roads now because he can't... Um, see properly it's just disturbing him it's annoying him right until he gets to chicken Licken and he orders these um, these wings but by the time he walks in chicken Lickin, this thing is like already bigger than him he's slouching you know it looks like it sucked the life um, out of his face right and then he eats these wings and then the serangatang then seems to disappear and now he walks straight, you know, there's life in his face again. And this aim of the advert is just to show that when the craving comes, in this case, it was the chicken, um, the chicken wings, it needs to be satisfied. Otherwise, it'll grow bigger and bigger. And um, the plot twist is at the end of the advert, the little orangutan comes back, right? Um, even though he satisfied the craving, it just goes to show that, hey, it was temporary. It'll always come back. And it just had me thinking that us as humans have a similar problem, right? Um, instead of this orangutan and this monkey, it's burdens, it's weights, stress, disappointments, hurts, fear, anxiety, the list could go on. That always seems to be hanging out on our back. And just like the monkey came back, our problems always seem to come back. You're dealing with one thing at one moment, and then something else pops up, right? and then you think you're fine, okay, I'm okay, and then maybe um, you're dealing with a certain situation, you think you've gotten over it, and then something triggers you and you realize, hey, maybe I actually haven't healed from that particular um, situation, right? And just like the monkey and the orangutan can cause chaos, which ultimately can disrupt our lives, um, and it, it sort of like lose, uh, makes us lose focus, and that's what problems also do in our lives. Um, However, we don't rely on chicken licking, right? To satisfy those problems, we have to call on to God. And that's why I'd like for us to reflect on Psalm 61 this evening, which speaks of us going to the rock that is higher than us to satisfy us, right? To give us rest when we feel overwhelmed and we feel burdened. In life, we all face challenges, no matter how big or small they are. I'm sure we've experienced it. The more that you hold on to something, it becomes heavier and heavier and heavier. And for those of you who came to service last week, um, at the 10, I know it was Collins. At the 8, I don't know who it was. But at the 5, Dan had to hold a water bottle for Mads Diesel during her preach. And at first, it was like, he was okay. He was chilling. And then after a while, it became like an... It just overwhelmed him, right? He needed rest. Um, and it became to just like weigh him down. <laughs> and even the smallest of water bottles, yeah, just became to like overwhelm him. He needed rest. And in the Bible, it says that he frees the burdens from our shoulders, and fortunately for us, we serve a God who sets the captives free. He frees hearts, he breaks chains, and he can set us free from our very own shackles. But we need to be vulnerable with him first. We need to lay those burdens down because only he can satisfy us with his joy. So I'd like for us to read um, Psalm 61 together, and it says, Hear my cry, O God, listen to my prayer from the ends of the earth i call to you i call as my gro- my heart grows faint lead me to the rock that is higher than i for you have been my refuge a strong tower against the foe i long to dwell in your tent and take refuge in the shelter of your wings for you god have heard my vows you have given me the heritage of those who fear your name And I'm sure there are many moments where we've begged the Lord to just hear our cries, to just take away the pain that we're feeling in that moment. And in times like that, we come up with our own solutions and they're not really solutions because they have the potential to make everything worse, not only for ourselves, but for the people around us. And some years back, I had just entered university back in 2018. And I started with my, my journey with my best friend of 10 years at the time and ended it without her. And to date, that was one of the most painful friendship breakups that I had to endure. Not only because the friendship had ended, but because of all the things that were left said and unsaid. The different influences, the voices, the opinions, the fingers pointing left and right. And during that moment, I indeed felt quite overwhelmed I needed a place of refuge and strength. Um, How could I now readjust my life to not include this person who played such an important role in it? And how was I going to learn to trust again if I felt like the person I trusted so much had let me down? And if I could let her down, then what type of a person was I? So to give you a picture of how badly our friendship ended, my last interaction with her was right side, right outside of my estate. I remember like there were cars passing, there were people passing, the security was watching and she was just shouting, she was screaming, she was swearing, it was crazy. And I don't even remember how long we were like outside, but I just remember walking away as she just continued screaming and shouting and swearing. And you know in those action movies when there's like a big explosion at the back and the main character is like walking away, and the back is like blurred, but you can see like something is happening, chaos is happening, and that was me in that moment, you know? I was just reflecting on what just happened. Like, was that me? Like, did that actually happen? I I couldn't believe it, and the more I thought about it, I became angry, because I was like, how could someone come and humiliate me outside of my own home, It was so embarrassing, you know, just walking back into the state where all the security was waiting. Ultimately, they had a front row screening to one of my heartbreaks, essentially. And not only that, I just started thinking of all the cars that passed, all the people that passed, yet all I could really do in that moment was walk away. I had nothing else left to say, I was was finished. And what I could do and think and pray in that moment and for all the moments after that was hear my cry, O Lord, listen to my prayer as my heart grows faint. Lead me to the rock that is higher than I. And looking back at it now, it's actually not what I wanted, but it's actually what I needed. A rock that was higher than I because all of my efforts had failed. What else was I going to do? Being overwhelmed can be described as a feeling of being buried or drowned um, beneath a huge mass of something, especially water, but in this instance, it was my emotions. Everything I had said for that day, I just I couldn't do it. I, pre- I pretended like I was okay. No one really saw me break down and begged the Lord to just fix it. At times, I was even like, Lord, revenge, and at other times, I just begged him to do anything that he could do to just fix the situation. But there was something that happened during that time. So my uncle used to drop me off at school in the mornings because he used to work close to um, where I was at school at Witt. And I remember without fail, every single morning, he had a Christian playlist that he would play And I remember a number of songs that he played that I can attest to being ways in which God restored hope and started working in my life. And the song that made the biggest impact was called Made Away by Travis Green. And I'd like for us to read it together. It starts off like this. Standing here, not knowing how we'll get through this test, but holding on to faith you know best nothing can catch you by surprise because you've got this figured out and you're watching us now but when it looks as if we can't win you wrap us in your arms and step in and everything we need you'll supply and you've got this in control and now we know that you made a way when our backs were against the wall and it looked as if it was over you made a way and we're standing here only because you made a way and in that moment it just spoke to the very situation I was in I didn't know how I was going to get through the test but all I could really do was hold on to faith I had proved to myself time and time and time that trusting myself wasn't going to get me anywhere and to be honest it's probably one of the reasons that got me into this mess in the first place And there's a part of the song which speaks about the Lord wrapping us in his arms and him stepping in when we've lost all hope. And I think it coincides with the scripture that is written in Psalm 61, which speaks of us taking refuge and shelter under his wings. And in that very moment, the Lord knew what I needed. He led me to the rock, which was him. The one who knew what I needed before I could even say it, a place where I could find protection, peace and stability and even when I didn't understand why or how he just did it and there's a portion in the song where it speaks of I don't know the hows and the whys but regardless I'm grateful I just sat at the back of the car just listening to the song and the other songs I played I was just stopping tears from wanting to come out of my eyes I was silent but he heard the cry of my heart and during the City Woman Conference, I remember Laura Leigh speaking about how God understands us and He meets us at our points of need. She said that when we have wounds, He won't expect a whole lot from us, but in response, we need to surrender to Him. And in as much as it seems like after this experience happened, it was over and it was done with, but it really wasn't. Laura Leigh also mentioned that healing is a process. And although the pain of this particular event didn't end right there and then, um, in that particular moment, and yes, I felt like there were times where it wasn't getting any better. It felt like it was getting worse. Um, But as I sat at the back of the car, I just knew that God had already started working in my life. It was confirmation for me that I wasn't waiting on a bus that wasn't coming, but I was already in it and I knew that God was in charge. He was the pilot and I was sitting in the plane and I knew that I was riding with the best. There was only one way from here and that was up. Turbulence and all, but I knew I was gonna get to my destination. There's a quote by Charles Stanley and it says, Adversity is not simply a tool. It is God's most effective tool for the advancements of our spiritual lives. And the circumstances and the events that we see as setbacks are oftentimes the very things that launch us into periods of these intense um, spiritual growths. Once we begin to understand this, we can accept it as a spiritual fact, fact of life. Adversity becomes easier to bear. And I just think this quote is so powerful because it speaks of difficult times being God's most effective ways in promoting spiritual growth within our lives. And oftentimes we see setbacks and difficult situations as literally just that. Difficult times and setbacks that are there to hinder us and stop us from being happy. But ultimately they're there to catapult us into the next stage of our spiritual lives. And the more that we can ponder on this the more that we get to understand that in order for us to see the rainbow we need to experience the rain and in order for us to see um, the flowers blooming and the sunshine we also need to see the rain i know it may sound quite cliche but ultimately for us to understand joy we also need to understand pain and for you and i to understand that there's a way up we also need to understand there was once a point when we were down. And of course, when we speak of it, it sounds like it's easy, but in actuality, it's, it's not. It's one of the most difficult things to grasp. It's also been a learning process for me, which I feel like I'm very far from, but every day I, I believe I'm taking steps into truly seeing and understanding that there indeed is light at the end of the tunnel. And what I have come to also realize more and more is that surrender is so important allowing ourselves to be directed by God and not the issue how many times have we allowed our burdens to control our lives knowingly or unknowingly and I'm preaching to myself right now um, because issues will come but let us not lose focus especially on God every day is a new opportunity for me to lay my burdens down and I just want to read this because I think it's so important. But I wrote, it is important that within our relationship with God, He is the one who occupies our hearts. When He is the one we look to, only then can we truly experience His peace that transcends all understanding. And in verse four of the psalm, it speaks of longing to dwell in His tent forever and take refuge under His wings. And the more we prioritize God being our main focus, the less we'll have other things worrying us so much at the back. Just like that little orangutan in the advert seemed to disappear, a new craving came, and it also came back. But when we dwell within the presence of the Most High, the craving may come, But instead of something constantly putting us into stress, i.e. the orange orangutan, but instead it's our problems and our stresses, we will be under the protection of God. And my cry for each new day had to remain, Lord, please keep leading me to the rock. I felt a once hardened heart turn into a heart of love, compassion, and forgiveness over the past five years. And if I were to describe it, I found myself at a point where it's like I was in the deep end and I didn't know how to swim. And at the beginning, my approach was an expectation for the Lord to throw some sort of flotation device to help keep me afloat. However, as the years have gone by, my approach has changed. And I understand that I may be in the water at any given time, whether it's in the shallow end or the deep end but my first point of reference shouldn't be whether or not the Lord can provide me with an apparatus to help me float, but simply knowing that my lifeguard walks on water. And I just wanna um, invite the band up on stage. Um, It may genuinely feel like the weight of your burdens um, on your shoulders is unbearable and you can't keep going. And unlike the man from the Chicken licking advert, we don't have to go very far to find rest. If we search for him, we will find him and he will give us rest. And if you feel like you've been hurt by people, by situations, and even by yourself, because we do that sometimes, the good news is that you can't save yourself. We really do not have the capacity to do that and I think that's amazing news on its own, right? Because we need a rock that is higher than us. We need a firm foundation to stand on. You know, we find ourselves in positions where tears are the only things that we can offer to God. But just know that those are the tears that the Lord is going to use to water something within you. He's the rock that is higher than you, the rock that is higher than I. He is above absolutely everything. We are limited, but our God isn't. And for that reason, we can rely on Him completely. And the beauty of it all is that It doesn't end when we say it ends, it doesn't end when someone else says it ends, but it only ends when God says it does. So I'd like to end off by ministering to you with the song that spoke to me, the one that um, we read together just now, um, that helped confirm that God was still working in my life and he had taken the wheel and he invited me to take refuge under his wing, to remind me that he is the rock and that he's higher than everything. So I'm just gonna sing the song, it's called Made Away by Travis Green.
1: Don't know how, but you did it. i